This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday is brought to you by the flu shot. More importantly, it's brought to you by the fact that you don't need the flu shot because you have Jesus. Jesus is your flu shot. Jesus, the flu shot that no one asked for, but everyone received. Three favorite cows driving on the east coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. Welcome back to Diet Starts Monday. It's episode four. And we are so hype for the episode. But I'm this is Brandon. I know it's so hilarious. This is Brandon. And I'm Aj. And I'm cold. (laughs) Mm. We are just full of good ones today. We are just a bunch of dads. Shout out to dads. The punnest. Um, but anyway, welcome back to Diet Starts Monday with, you know, your favorite hostesses with the mostesses here to chit chat about the, the haps of the of the of the world in this modern day and age. Uh, you know, peruse some topics, both the serious, the silly, the the extra is heck. Uh, and just, you know, just join us on these shenanigans. Uh, speaking of the haps of the world, a lot has gone on in in the two weeks since you've last heard from us, uh, is anybody feeling like particularly compelled today to speak on anything? Mm, I feel like mm, a lot is happening, but nothing I really care about. I know there's a new Kardashian baby. I don't generally pay attention to them. I will say that I also have never watched an entire episode of Keeping Up With The K's, yeah. but uh, I think that's cool that everybody's having babes. Uh, mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Kylie's baby, is it named Stormy? Yeah, it is with an I, not a Y, because she's classy. Yeah. That's fine, I guess. Um, you know, her little, I think she made like a post on the social media that made some rounds about like her decision to keep that whole her actual pregnancy and the process for her and her experience rather private as opposed to a lot of other aspects of her life. Uh, and I can, you know, I can appreciate that and be like props to you girl for, you know, doing you and having this, this whole ass baby on the low. Her photo of the baby is also now the most liked photo on Instagram surpassing queen B's birth announcement or pregnancy announcement with the twins. So that's something that, they have that I guess we don't anymore. And by we, I mean black people. <laughs> <laughs> zoot, zoot, a zoot. Uh, what else is happening? I have a question. Yeah. We what, have an answer. What is a lady Dorito? <laughs> I, see, I, saw this, I saw this on the Twitter and I, I, didn't, I didn't feel the desire to click further and see what Honestly, was it was for the best a lady it was for the best a lady dorito is a more effeminate less crunchy version for our feminine sensibilities um where <laughs> we just you know we keep it we keep them like kind of soft i'm honestly i don't even know how the fuck you can have a dorito that's soft but whatever basically they were like we're gonna make doritos for you you know women like you shouldn't be eating such masculine crunchy things 
So, well, apparently it's what we want because um, a study showed that women were less likely to eat chips in front of other people because they were loud and were also less likely to pour the trip the chip crumbs from the bottom of the bag into our faces. What woman is that? I think that has less to do with um First of all, I don't know because I do that all the time, right? but I think I like to do that in the privacy of my home, not because I'm a woman, but because I have manners and uh, respect for myself. So I don't pour bags of chips into my face in public. Sometimes I do, but most often I don't. Um, I'll second that. Okay. Yeah. But I don't, Today, yeah, I don't know who they were. Oh, sorry. I, I just don't know who they were studying. I'll carry on. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but okay. Yeah. Lady Doritos go. Uh, who is that? the only other thing I have to have to say on that is that today I consumed almost an entire bag of uh, pita chips that were roasted jalapeno flavors. Uh, a lot of that was just straight from bag into mouth. So that's, that's my take on crunchy chips. Proud of you. Uh, I feel like the greater point is that Doritos are disgusting and the only acceptable uh, flavor is the purple bag anyways. Oh, the chili barbecue ones? Yeah, the sweet chili Doritos are the only good ones. The other ones are gross. So, mm. like, Cool Ranch, what is Cool Ranch? I don't mm. understand. It's nasty. Oh, but oh, be, careful. be careful. I just picture Lady Doritos being a bag of Dorito dust and then, like, a single chip, like Fun Dip, and then you dip the chip in the dust and then lick it so no crunching is involved. And then you dip it again, and that way the chip then dissolves in your mouth so no crunching is ever needed. That's what I think a Lady Dorito is going to be. What is the world come to? Inspiring. I saw someone post, they were like, in the year of our Lord, Rihanna's thighs. <laughs> it's like 2018, the year of Rihanna's thighs. And I was like, you know, I can, I can get behind that. I, yeah, I fully support that. If that's going to be the motif, the overarching theme, then so be it. Um, there is another bit of news in the world, uh, in sports news, in sports ball news, <laughs> Uh, in case you haven't heard, let me be the first to tell you all <laughs> that the, the 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 eagles, the birds, peoples, they're green. Um, they are from Philadelphia and they won the Super Bowl. And that's literally all I know about it. I know people are pissed about the Patriots, but, you know, that's fine. Um, one of my coworkers is from Philly, loves the Eagles and also loves pink. That's his like favorite artist. So really it was his ideal Super Bowl um, because I believe she sang the national anthem. So shout out to pink. She's, you know, she's a fun gal. She has the range. Yeah. You know, um, as someone who hates the Patriots on principle, I did not watch the Super Bowl, but I watched the commercials, which were great. Um, and I unfortunately watched the halftime show, which was terrible. So that was my entire Super Bowl experience. Oh, in more fun news, the um, Quincy Jones interview was everything we could have asked for and more. Wow. Quincy Jones is the grandfather I wish I still had. He is so funny. And like, I just want to get to the point where I can just start spilling tea about all my friends who I first need to die because the respectable thing is that like everyone he talked about was dead. So there's really no refuting his stories. Also, it doesn't seem like the type to lie. So I believe that Marvin Gaye got down and dirty with Marlon Brando. And I think it was probably where sexual healing came from, to be completely honest. <laughs> oh so. my God. <laughs> Somebody tweeted about that today and I was just like, 
Yeah, that's. Uh, you know what? Let me just keep my comments to myself. Yeah. Speak your truth. <laughs> I'm into it. Is all I have to say. Marlon Brando was just like he's just a pretty ass person, and Marvin Gaye was a pretty person, and so I would love to get a time machine and be involved. Great. Right? Like, good for them. Good for Quincy for remembering all of this, too. He was like, listen, y'all, Michael Jackson was a dick. The Beatles were bad at music. And Marlon Blando was a freak. And such were the 70s. Next question. Do you like Brazilian, Do you like Brazilian music? music? That interview was all over the place. <laughs> it was so great. I can't wait. I to can't wait to read his memoirs. And just say shit. Yeah, because I feel like at some point, everyone just stops giving a fuck. Like, how many people have grandparents who really care what they say anymore? Not I. Hmm. My grandma, every time I walk in her house, it's just, I, I mean, some welcome comments. Others, um, have you been eating? Um, you eat too much. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when are you getting married? Um, I don't care what you have to say. Uh, you need to get married. Um, things of that nature. And I'm just like, you know what, Grandma? We will not fight about this. Um, I will eat whatever you made. And we will watch um, 48 Hours Cold Case or whatever it is that we like to watch together. That program. So, you know. Yeah. Hi, Grandma. Yeah. All my grandparents are dead, but I do know that I annoyed the hell out of them when they were alive, which I think was my job. So, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Oh, well, on that note. This is how I process things when they get awkward. I just laugh out loud. It's fine. Uh, Coping (laughs) skills. Shout out to that. Uh, Well, let's, let's, you know, let's leave it there. uh, And we'll just keep it pushing. Um, We forgot to start the show by saying happy Black History Month. Oh, true. Today's Black History moment. Maya doesn't know how to process things. Brought to you by me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Happy Black History Month. Sorry, should have started with that. Power to the people. Black Panther's coming. Oh, so excited. <sighs> well, we could probably talk about that all day, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. <sighs> um, with that being said, Maya, you are leading the way this week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so what is on on the platter for the people. Well, um, let's see. I have my handy dandy technological random selector. So we're just going to click a couple things. Oh, would you look at that? Lucky number five. Oh, oh, wow. I actually am hype about this topic. So <laughs> our topic is what would my five-year-old self say to me now? Well. <laughs> Which is so great because I think I was really weird at five. And so I'm curious to hear what y'all were like. And so I guess my first and like the go-to question has, has to be, what did you want to be when you were five? Like, what did you want to grow up to be at five years old? Um, so I literally have still like our, my kindergarten, like, um, well, I don't have them. Lisa has them. Um, uh, my kindergarten art project 
where it was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a teacher. And it's like me with a bun on my head being a teacher. Um, so, you know, five-year-old Aj had the sight, I guess, because now I'm going back to school for education. I don't know if I'll teach, but <laughs> hopefully getting into school for education things. And maybe I should have listened to her the first time around instead of trying this corporate nonsense. But, you know, such is life. That's mad precious. Like, I just want that. I want you to just have a frame with that cute little picture that you doodled saying, I want to be a teacher, <laughs> like post it up next to your master's degree someday. And then you can be like, bam. That would be so dope. Let's assume I'm getting a master's degree. Y'all send prayers. I have faith. You can do it. <laughs> okay, Brandon. What, what did we little taught to you want to be at five? Oh man. We little taught brand. Um, reflecting back, I always wanted to be like the first thing that came to mind was like a marine biologist. Um, I always read all the little books about like animals and the ocean, either like something with like, I guess either a zoologist or marine biologist. Cause I always had all those little books and I wanted to know all I could about them and just like spit out random facts that like nobody gave a single flying heckaroo about, um, like about sea anemones and like, whales and uh fishes and all the good stuff and i love the aquarium um and then there was even a point in school when we had to dress up as like a famous historical figure and i picked jacques cousteau so you know in a way i'm like halfway there because i got a french degree um <laughs> i just fucked up the marine bio part but you know how did you know who jacques cousteau was at five that's wild <laughs> Girl, I literally don't know. I was, I don't know, I guess just like a nerdy child. But that was like what top brand wanted to be. I just wanted to, I don't even think I understood what a quote unquote marine biologist did slash does because that's like such a broad category of things. Whether that's like research or field work or like, I don't know, working in an aquarium or so many things. But I was just like, yeah, I like fish. So, <laughs> so that's... <laughs> That's me. Maya. Yeah. I'm very curious about this. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was weird at five. I mean, I just like did not like people, but I liked television. Sounds like you and today. So, and it all makes sense. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I'm me, this exact same person. But I was like really, 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 really into all that. And so at five, I like wanted to be on TV and I was like, I want to do that. I think this is really existential. I was really interested in being not myself. I was like, I don't want to be Maya. I want to be someone else. And like the way that I understood to be someone else was to like play them on TV because those people weren't those people, but they got to be those people whenever they wanted to be. And that was so fascinating to How me. Insightful. And so I wanted to be, yeah. And I did, it's, I know it's weird. I was, I spent a lot of time by myself. So I spent a lot of time thinking at five and it was like, wow, like I want to be on all that. I like want to be Lori Beth or Keenan or Kel or Amanda. Like their lives seem so much fun. And so that dream was crushed very quickly, which is depressing, but you know, and this sort of leads into my next question was how would five-year-old feel about where you are in your life right now? Oh God. 
I'm so sorry, five-year-old Ajane. I apologize for both of us. And by that, I mean me to you, to me, by me. I Like, she literally would look at me and be like, I know I said teacher, but what I really meant was like teacher slash astronaut slash ballerina slash candle maker slash painter. So what the fuck are you doing? That's you're none of those things. Get on it. That's what she would say to me. In that exact language. I think five-year-old you would be proud of you. Sorry, I like totally just cut you off. But mm, see what happens when you don't spend time with people. You don't know how to read cues <laughs> and talk in. But um, um, I feel like five-year-old you would be proud of you because you've like reclaimed the dream and you're like making your way back. So maybe they'd be like, girl, you sort of strayed off the path a little bit, but you're finding your way home. I feel like that's a better way to look at it. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Hmm. I do like, so candle maker, that's, that's dope. Um, you can make things that smell good. Yeah, no, I love wax. Like I would like run around the house, sticking my finger in my mom's candles. It was, I I don't know. I used to love doing that, but just like touching the fire, not the wax. We sound like a couple of like, what's it called? Um, sadist <laughs> pyromaniacs or whatever <laughs> yeah one one of the two or both true life i think five-year-old me would just be really confused because i don't hmm. well they think a couple things they'd probably be like wow you live in an apartment somewhere um so i probably think that was cool i probably what is this technology that you work with oh that's true i'd have to be like this is a facetime and i'd be like whatever you do when you grow up don't forget your apple id password (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) so that's what i tell them but um I think it's it's like, I guess, because the job that I do now in um, like management and retail manage, like, how do you explain that to a five-year-old? Like, I walk around looking anxious uh, for most of the day. (laughs) And that's... You could be like, I'm the boss at the store. (laughs) Hmm. That's like five-year-old <laughs> words, like things that they go, oh, like boss. Okay. So you're like in charge. Like, you know how like we watched the Rugrats and like you knew Angelica was bossy because she was like in charge of all the babies. So if you're like, I'm the really, boss, they'd be like, Really, oh, she was like just empowered, but like, you know, patriarchy. Uh. Uh, Susie was empowered. Angelica was empowered. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Uh, shout out to Cynthia. She's a really cool dancer. Um... <laughs> All right. <laughs> we need a real it in. Too many puns. Um, but yeah, I guess that works. Just, I think so. Ultimately, they'd probably be confused. Just like, okay, so not that like I'm doing anything mm, that's not good, but just like it's probably not what five-year-old envisioned for 24, soon to be 25-year-old brand. Oh, my God existential (laughs) but yeah i can dig it i can dig it i guess i should also answer this a little bit um well i just forgot what my question was no i didn't how would they feel about my life okay um 
I think five-year-old me would be confused, mainly because besides being on all that, I like really wanted to be a Power Ranger and I still want to be a Power Ranger. And so I think they'd be, I'd five-year-old me would be stressed that I like strayed from that path because it's one that's very attainable. Like you do some cartwheels, you do some flips and then you beat up some bad guys. Like how could you not get that done? But for the most part, I think because adult me is in a very like, let's recenter and figure out what we actually want to do with our lives phase of their life. Five-year-old me would be like, you know what? Good for you. Like you got to push through and then they have all that for adults. It's called Saturday Night Live. They have all that for people of color. It was called In Living Color. And so, like, it was a very feasible dream. And apparently, Keenan is trying to bring all that back. So, I think five-year-old me would be like, you know, may, now, may, now, now might be the time to, to get it together, girl. I feel yes. like five-year-old Maya was, she was really on to something. She was much more introspective. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was <sighs> just spent a lot of time with my dolls and they were such a good audience and they just listened to all my problems at, at five, which was like, I hate my brother. I don't want to drink this milk. It's so gross. And <laughs> it got me to where I am now. I think, I don't know. I'm about to like go on a tangent and it sort of ties into my next question, which is how have any of your goals remained the same since then? And I've, I think for me, yes and no, because I think I found out that uh, being on all that, maybe it was like not as easy as I thought it was at five. So I think I knew my goal then was like, hmm, like I think I just want to be in the TV. And so as I got older and then I got into middle school, I was like, oh, like there's TVs here and there's people in them and those people are doing news team. So like if I want to be on TV, I just have to join the news team. And so I joined the news team and I did that all through middle school. And then in high school, people are like, do you know what journalism is? And I was like, no. Oh, the news. I love the news. I watch that every day. So then in high school, I was like, I want to study journalism, which I did in college because that was the way to be on TV, but still have a semi-respectable career that my parents would be willing to fund for four years. And so then I ended up getting a degree in broadcast journalism. And so the goal has always been, you know, be in the TV. The means of getting there have changed a little bit and are ever changing. But I think for the most part, five-year-old me sort of set the foundation for where like 35-year-old me will hopefully be one wow. day. I'm glad you have a direction. <laughs> Yes, indecision. Is it a direction or is it a pipe dream to be determined? I'm pretty sure it's a direction. My, my, like, I feel like my problem is that I'm so easily distracted. My, like, my goals at five, obviously, like, you're not required in any way to stick to them. But from, like, five to now, it went from, like, teacher to dancer to doctor to um, nonprofit to somehow where I am now doing consulting question mark back to uh, education and like fixing the education system and like slash whole time still wanting to be a dancer, but like never actually doing that. But I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't ever feel like I had that sort of like consistency, even though yours is like a very broad consistency. It's like still it's, it, it's a very clear like goal. I feel like even 
even as a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, have you ever, sorry, Brandon, I'm going to let you answer, but I have to go on another tangent because that's just who Speak I am. On it. Have you ever read <laughs> the last lecture or like heard the last See. lecture? Okay, so for those who haven't, it's this lecture by this guy named Randy Pausch who finds out he's dying of cancer, of pancreatic cancer. And so he decides to give one last lecture at his school that he teaches at. And his whole speech is basically how those childhood dreams sort of ended up manifesting themselves into his adult life without him actually realizing it. So like as a kid, he wanted to work at Disney World. And then he grew up and like because he was smart as hell, became like a Disney Imagineer and like designed roller coasters and stuff for Disney. So he wasn't like a goofy character. He wasn't goofy, the character, like in a costume, but he still, his dream never actually changed. It just sort of re-manifested itself to fit where his life was going. And so I think there was a point to that and I don't remember what it was, but hold on to your childhood dreams, y'all. Because they're they're just waiting to spruce to the top and be like, hey, we're still here. Remember us? Five-year-old. I don't know. I guess because all throughout my life, uh, I was just always told that like whatever it was that I was interested in was unrealistic. Um, which like, to be fair, some of it was unrealistic, but you kind of like need to think that the unrealistic is realistic to ever like even come close to pursuing something that like resembles that so I feel like up to this point I've just been very practical and that's like the one thing that's like the one mistake I think I've made it's like being way 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 too practical like yeah I can pay my rent and like yeah everything's like fine and well over here but like I don't know maybe if I were a little less practical and a little bit more imaginative and like you know more me <laughs> then I wouldn't be you know going back for a second degree because maybe I would have done what I wanted the first time you know <sighs> a word so I think the OG question or the question you just asked was about if my goals any of them stayed like consistent or the same is that right correct hmm. yes I feel like I fall along a similar line to Aj in that I have lived and will probably continue to live my entire life on the fence. I'm just such an indecisive bitch and that's okay. Um, but I don't know if my goals, like, like the real nitty gritty of like, I want to be a fish gal, um, panned out or if that's still, I don't think that's still my goal, um, at this point, but I think little me, and even just like going through as I got, as I grew up and got closer to like, Oh, doing college and adulthood and things like that. Um, I just remember always having the idea that like, Oh yeah. Well, like when I was in high school, it's like, great. Well then, you know, I don't really know what I want to do right now, but when I go to college, I'll just, I'll know. And then like college was happening. I was like, you know, let me give it a year or two and then I'll just know. And then it was like, you graduate and you're like, it'll happen. Like a never ending stream of like, I will just figure Which I it feel out. Like the way that the whole thing is set up is so shitty because who at 18 has any earthly clue of like what they really want out of life, you know? 
Um, no one, because let me talk about the scam that is being 18. Like, I just had to come from raising my hand to go to the bathroom, and now you're telling me I can pick what time I can go to any class that I want right. to, and if I don't want to go, I don't have to. What? I was not ready for that responsibility. Where is my agenda book and my hall pass? Yep. I'm very confused. All yep. of my classes are in eight <laughs> different buildings. No, I. that's exactly. So I'm just like, I feel like getting kind of just like lost in the I'll event it'll eventually hit me and I'll just know is the plight of pretty much everyone our age except for those certain people who just seem like they have their shit so together like they just know and they do it and then like that's it but I think for the most part you know being like oh it'll come is where 99% of people are even after I don't know like 30 40 50 you never really figure it out I think even the people who maybe appear to seem more focused are like, yeah, they 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 live in their dream or whatever that is. Like we can all we all have those friends or that person that we know that like seems that way from the outside or maybe from our perspective. But they're still dealing with their own challenges and their own kind of doubts, I'm sure. And a lot of that, like, well, what's next or what is the what's the next step in this for me? Like my, one of my best friends has known for a while that he wanted to be, you know, a music teacher and he's doing that now he's succeeding and he's loving a lot of aspects of it, but there are still kind of parts for down the road. Like, well, how long do I want to be here doing this? Do I want to go back from my graduate degree? And in like, what capacity do I want to continue in the direction I'm in? Do I want to switch it up in some kind of different focus or area of research? Like, so even if it seems like someone might have it all figured out, there's still a lot of pieces there that aren't set in stone. Um, I think along those same lines, kind of how we're talking about how it doesn't seem like we're really prepared or put in a place to make those decisions. Um, kind of the way that I've somehow like stumbled through all of that uncertainty is by kind of just take seeing those opportunities that present themselves to me as an open door as a sign so to speak and it's a little corny but i like to think that things do happen for a no, reason I, I think and exact same thing. i never yeah. yeah like i never envisioned like five-year-old me certainly didn't think that i'd be working in the industry I'm in right now. And I don't necessarily plan to stay here forever, but I've certainly gotten a lot out of this, have met some really awesome people and just like grown personally and professionally in ways that I never imagined just by stumbling across, honestly, the job that I've now been at for over a year by accident. Like, I don't know. So there's something to be said for having no fucking idea <laughs> and just rolling with it anyway. Something to be said for stumbling in the dark through life. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm more comfortable stumbling than I am like standing on solid ground because once yep. you're there, it's sort of like, and then what? When you're like struggling through something, there's always that like, okay, like there's this hurdle and then there's this hurdle. And that, but like, you know, that with each hurdle comes the opportunity to get over it and then you just keep moving forward. But once you've gotten yeah. to the destination, then what? Yeah. Like, is this it? can I work where, where can I go from here? And so I mean, I, I find agree. comfort in the stumble. I have a, Oh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, I agree. Like, uh, complacency is what's that called? Complacency is the enemy of progress. Somebody said that somebody important. I think it was, um, oh, look at me cultured Lama. as hell. Anyways, go ahead, Brian. That's deep. Oh, <laughs> 
I made that up. I'm sorry. No, I can't let that lie live on forever. I don't know I if that gonna... was the Dalai Lama, and I'm not there to speak. Not to do existence. I was going to attribute to like Marilyn Monroe or somebody, uh, but you know, it's okay. Um, I'll Google. Yes. What were you saying? That's then? fine. We know we're hip. I think it's left me. My train of thought. It's it's choo chooed on. It probably wasn't that deep. Carry on. If it comes back, yeah, if it comes back, just feel free to yell it. I literally have like one, it's like a half question, half statement. <laughs> and <Say> so it. <laughs> the question itself, and I don't know if we've sort of answered this already. So like if we did, we can totally zoom, zoom past this part. But like, should you be more like your five-year-old self? And if so, in uh, what ways? Uh, that's a beautiful question. Ash, you feel ready and inspired oh, to answer 100%, that. 100%. Because five-year-old Aj was the shit. Yeah. Like, I need to be her. She was whimsical. <laughs> Free. Most of the time, pantsless. Like, she was living her best life. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, I just think I've become, like, just, just way too practical and a part of the machine, you know? I don't know. Uh, that's so hippy-dippy, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's just, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm tired of just like going with whatever is happening and because it's easy or like going with, you know, what seems to be the, the proper right thing to do. And just like, I don't know. I feel like this year I've just like thrown a lot of that to the wind and we'll see how it works out. But, you know, I, I think I need to do more of that because this whole, like, you know, just doing whatever you think you're supposed to be doing as opposed to what you want to be doing. Like, that's nonsense. Life is too short. And I, and I can always say that to other people, but I can never implement that myself. And five-year-old Dodge gave zero fucks. So I need to, I need to get like her. I love that being out of fucks at five years old. Um, I, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. I retweet a lot of that. Um, I think I love that word whimsical five-year-old Brandon definitely had a huge imagination. I think in a lot of ways I still do, but I don't channel it into anything or as many things yeah. productively. Like how it took um, us two years to do this. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I loved to draw when I was little, for example, and I loved um, like games and just making up, these worlds and all this like nonsense stuff. Um, and I just remember like, I, I could just be in a room with no toys or like no like video games or no, nothing that was actually meant to occupy me. And through the pure power of imagination was like having a good old time. Like whether I was playing adventure um, which just meant like running around in the trees behind my house and thinking that there were like monsters and creatures to combat <laughs> with my non-existent magic. Still um, waiting for my. And so I do. Honestly. So it's like, it's I miss coming. that. Just entertaining myself and having that imagination and always thinking up these crazy things. And I think I miss the non-judgment and the like assumed positive mm -hmm. intent of youth. So just like people were like your other friends were going to do whatever. And you were like, 
cool. I didn't really care what somebody else was wearing or doing or, you know, what they were doing that I wasn't doing. Cause it's like, who cares? I don't know. That's general, yeah, but that's my just thoughts. Got, like mad existential on this episode. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh. LOL. But no, I feel you, Brandon. I just feel like I am just a taller version of my five-year-old self that can like drive now uh, for the most part. And I think what you said a lot about like maintaining your imagination, like I still very much live inside my head. So I'm like having five different conversations with myself all the time. I'm still afraid of the dark. I still like love music and dance, right? Like some of the things you just don't grow out of. Like I loved music when I was little. I still love music. I was a ballerina. Don't really do that anymore, but I like still love to pretend that I can dance. I think I was a hip hop dancer in a previous life. And I still have like all the same stuffed animals and they're still my homies and we still talk all the time. Now I try to do less talking to inanimate objects and more maybe like writing, but for the (laughs) most part, we're still conversing all the time. Um, And like, yeah, if anything, I don't think a five-year-old can be cynical and I think I'm a lot more cynical now as an adult. And so maybe in that way, it'd be nice to be five again and just like that pure wide-eyed bright-eyed bushy-tailed look at the world where you're like wow like everything is like so freaking awesome and the sky is so blue and i love this grass i'm gonna roll around in it i used to like love playing with roly polies i used to love playing in dirt which i can still get down with i like love being in the water i loved witchcraft and crap when I was younger and I am still super into witchcraft and crap now that I'm older so I think for the most part I am still five-year-old me with like a better wardrobe and glasses I had not gotten glasses at that point because I was still blessed but now I can't see for shit so I'd love my five-year-old vision back that'd be great and like I used to love pulling my teeth out and like I can't do that anymore because yeah. they won't grow back, oh. you know? These are oh. it. These are the adult ones. <laughs> and so no, I used to that was my thing when I was younger. I used to like if my tooth wiggled even the slightest bit, I would just push on it until it just like folded all the way back and came out. No blood. Cause I was like, ooh, there are three dollars in my future tonight. And then the tooth fairy came and I had three dollars. And then I could buy three ice creams. And I still love ice cream today. So I'm basically a five-year-old who can drink, <laughs> which is basically a two-year-old. I <laughs> but I guess, yeah. Ice cream wasted. In summary, uh, find your five-year-old self, embrace them, and, you know, Aww. like follow your dreams and all that other existential nonsense, you know? Like, I just, I, yeah, I think everyone should maybe, I like, analyze where they stand in relation to their five-year-old selves because it's, you know, we lose a lot of that and, like, the world has a way of sucking it all out of you. So, don't let them take your sparkle. And especially now, I feel like I lost my sparkle at, like, Oh my 12. god. But I feel like kids lose their sparkle at like four and five years old now. Like it's just sucked out of them so much faster. And so that makes me sad as someone who wants to have like a basketball team of children. I want to keep them as happy and adorable and sparkleful. Yeah. Forever. Wow. This like touched my heart. Hashtag 
find your sparkle. <laughs> but yeah, uh, on that note, we have some bills to pay that our five-year-old selves wouldn't have had to. Yeah, let's take a little break. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was brought to you by Lady Doritos. Are regular Doritos too crunchy, too messy, too cheesy, overall just too masculine? Then try yourself a Lady Dorito. It's much better for our feminine sensibilities. Lady Doritos, get one. All right, home skillets, we are back. And it's time for, I would say my favorite. I think I say this every every week, but like my favorite part of the show. Uh, it's time to talk about some arse as the... British say the arse yes the British and I think Brandon is supplying said arse this week so Brandon tell us about the arse your accents and use of lingo from other countries is tantalizing that's my word I choose yes but indeed I arg I do have the 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 ass this week so this is an ass that is honestly like near and dear to all of our hearts um and i mean this this is applicable basically all the time and i think they would they would yeah they you could use this whenever but i feel like it's especially appropriate because there's some really exciting things happening uh this week so this ass was first introduced to me personally um in like a kind of like a sci-fi action coming of age film um with some cray telekinetic powers um where i was just like wow what an attractive gentleman is what i remember thinking and then he was in like this trash remake of a superhero film um and then (laughs) Uh, he was playing some more dramatic roles, um, including one of our favorites. I'm just going to, you know, I've been trying to keep it vague, but I'm just going to say it. I'm literally on no the edge of my seat. I don't know what you're say. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to keep it. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drop it. It is. And this week there's going to be, he's going to be in a, in a big blockbuster. Oh, then I know who it is. Okay. To see. It is. That was a drum roll. Michael B. Jordan. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 MBJ, Michael Bay Jordan. That's what the B stands for. Um, and the movies I was referring to that I was trying to do vaguely and be sneaky, it was Chronicle uh, with the sci-fi action, uh, the Fantastic Four. Okay, that's the one that threw me off. I was like, what movie does he have telekinetic powers in? Yes. Chronicle was <laughs> the first time I ever saw him. I actually liked Chronicle a lot. It was like a solid film. 2012, if I'm not mistaken. But like, I thought it was a cool film. But also I was like, wow, who is that fine LOL. Yentleman. I saw him on The Wire uh, it was- before he was a fine gentleman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, Little Wallace looks his oh, brain. That's Ooh, what I was gosh, thinking. Wow. He's on Friday Night Lights, wasn't he? was in he? Parenthood. And he was in Friday Night True. Lights, yes. You know, I didn't see, I guess I just didn't watch a lot of TV, so I didn't know him from those things. But yeah, basically, Michael B. Jordan, you know, the, he was in Chronicle, he was in the Fantastic Four, he was in Creed, hopefully in Creed 2, based on all these Instagram stories of him, like, boxing and shit and just sweating. Um, and obviously, this week, y'all, he's about to be in Black Panther um, as what I believe is, like, one of the villains, the villain, yeah. right? 
He is the uh, villain. He is uh, T'Challa's arch nemesis. I'm just so into it. Honestly, I think he's so fine. His smile like glows and radiates more than one the with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns, as Helga Pataki might put it. It's his fucking bone structure, dude. It's insane. I like think on anyone else it would be ugly, but it just works. I was about to say, his, such, so to say his cheeks are like so cute and they're like pinchable. He also does that like They're that one so eyebrow GQ very well. Ugh. Oh, oh my god! Speaking of GQ, did y'all see his cover this week? That was like um, had like him up in like Black Panther gear. Whee. Yeah. Yes. The bla- the historical not Black Panther, not the superhero, not the mythological but. ones. But you know, I was digging it. He also just moved in with his parents or he moved his parents in with him so he's a good boy which makes my heart flutter with joy but basically he's everything y'all know he's bae like he's funny he can be serious in his roles and like move us all for example you know his great relation with uh, tessa um and creed like uh, him playing a dad in Station. oh my god i forgot about that one uh but yeah, Michael B. Jordan just yeah. hands down all the time, one hundred percent. I just if you need any more convincing, Google the picture of him holding and then kissing the <gasps> baby. Uh, I know what one you're talking about. But yeah, I just yes. everyone just get tickets to go see Black Panther. Support, we're hype. I'm sure it's it's already got like a hundreds on Rotten Tomatoes. So. <sighs> Well, one fucker tried to ruin that, but hopefully they delete his review. But that's a rant for another day. There's going to be a Black Panther rant, like, on this show. This is just, just like, the pre A positive rant. But yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, we said the same thing at the same time. Wow. Okay. I'm going to stop talking that's so it. you that's can. All, no other words needed. Um, so that's all I got on, on, on that. That's that on that. And I guess that's dope, 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 dope. So, Aj, I think um, you're taking us home musically this week. And you said you were excited about your song. So now I'm excited about your song. Yes, yes, yes. I will try and keep this as brief as possible, but I'm very passionate about this song and the artist. Um, So at first I was like revisiting some of my angstier past music and I was about to give it to uh, Coldplay um, from Viva La Vida, like I know everybody on that album was like Strawberry Swing, Viva La Vida. And I was like Violet Hill and Death and All of His Friends. And like, so I was like, all right, I'm going to pick I that. I love Death. <laughs> but uh, it is Black History Month. And I'll be damned if I give the the bop to one of the whitest bands of all time. Not that I don't love Coldplay. Do not get me wrong. But we can save it for like March, April, any day but today. Anyways, um. The song that I'm picking this week is um, Electric Lady by Janelle Monet. Um, wow. If you haven't heard it, get the fuck on it because it is everything. So it's the title song from the album. Janelle Monet, um, I'm also like from a black history perspective, she will be black history one day. Like people don't, I don't think, realize how brilliant she is. Um, she literally is a like, she writes all of her music. She's a composer, like just full like symphonies as interludes in her albums. She's like created this entire world where she's like 
there's like um it's it's androids and like but the androids have to live with the humans and the humans hate the androids and it's like very like um the androids more or less represent like oppressed populations um she like has put herself in the world as like this android cindy mayweather and like the whole thing is just brilliant she's an actress she's a producer like you name it and she fucking does it like it's just she is everything like she's a style icon she's low-key a queer icon um she doesn't talk about it like openly because she's like my sexuality is none of your fucking business but it's definitely in her music and i think that that is worth acknowledging um she just i like i love janelle Monet. like she's just everything um also a cover girl she's my lady suit inspiration oh for sure yeah so i like electric lady is it also features uh one solange Knowles, um who i can't get enough of either so i like it just i think this is an appropriate um song and album and person and everything so um enjoy a little bit of the electric lady you shake it shake it baby, baby. electric lady Indeed. Uh, yes, Janelle Monet serving us the sounds, serving us the acting ministry, serving us looks, um, and serving us like just general wokeness and speaking up for for good shit. Uh, so we appreciate her and we hope you do as well, the electric lady. With that being said, thanks for tuning in this week. Aj, you wanna you wanna take us out? Yeah. So we've reached another or the end of another episode of Diet Starts Monday. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can officially find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, so make sure you subscribe. Yes, <laughs> official. Yes, we're legit. So subscribe, rate, comment, all that good stuff. We're also still on SoundCloud. Um, so that's a thing. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod, on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. And Always send us some well-crafted emails. Um, uh, Diet Starts Monday podcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know your thoughts, your feelings, your asses, your bops, your deepest, darkest secrets. Um, we will read it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be well-crafted. Your email could literally be like, Dear Diet Starts Monday, I like you. Signed Bob. <laughs> Dear Maya, you're my favorite member of the show. <laughs> I reply and be like, I know those other two Damn. are trash. Waiting to go off without them. Fair Love enough. Maya. Here's a picture of me. Call me. <laughs> but yeah, um, with that, I'm Ash. I'm Brandon. And I'm Myers. And our diet starts Monday. Peace. Bye. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by Maya Dawit with production support from the entire DSM squad, including B Shat and A Trust. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Chat and approved by Queen B. You can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Mm, jams, 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 Cindy, boom. Robot bitch, yes, destroying the bad guys, saving the earth from destruction electric